Welcome to the Story Forest, telling original and magical tales to create a moment's peace and spark imagination. In this story, Princess Isabel is sent a very disruptive message, along with one of her biggest challenges yet. Just what will she do with Flummox the Goblin? Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, Pam McNaughton. Princess Isabel and the Naughtiest Goblin The entire cavern, or great hall, was in disarray. Somehow it was filled with seagulls, sand and water. The birds swooped and called and crabs scuttled up the beach. Waves lapped gently against the throne. The Goblin Queen stood on her throne, looking extremely angry. When she spoke, her voice was deep and serious, with every syllable crystal clear. The goblins who stood around the hall, keeping away from the crabs and the birds, couldn't help but hear every single word. Bring me flummox and ready the slide. Far away down the mountain and a little while later, Princess Isabel stirred from her dreams. There were some very strange sounds coming from downstairs that certainly weren't the slower morning sounds that King Daddy and Queen Mummy usually made. Though part of her would have liked to stay in bed, she rolled out and put on her adventure clothes, then hurried down the stairs with her customary slide down the last bit of the banister. She went into the breakfast room and her mouth dropped open. In the corner of the room stood a snowman. This was strange enough in their normally warm and sunny breakfast room, but it was also the strangest snowman that Princess Isabel had ever seen, because it was completely decorated with breakfast. It had a pancake hat and eyes made out of prunes. It had a fine crop of hair made from bacon and a string of sausages for a scarf. Its eyes were fried eggs and it had a coat made from carefully pressed-on pieces of cereal. It had an asparagus nose and fantastic arms made from pieces of toast. Princess Isabel looked around the rest of the room. The breakfast table was almost empty. Queen Mummy and King Daddy were standing behind their chairs, looking shocked and looking up. Princess Isabel's gaze followed theirs, and finally she saw the perpetrator. Swinging serenely from the chandelier was a small, pale, green goblin. He held out a hand, which held a purple envelope. Princess Isabel, I presume? Princess Isabel reached up for the envelope, but the goblin snatched it away again and flipped off the chandelier, landing squarely on the table with a flourish. No feet on the table, Queen Mummy said automatically, as Princess Isabel laughed. The goblin held out the envelope again, and Princess Isabel eyed him warily, then shot out an arm. Instead of taking the envelope, she caught the goblin's shoulder, so he couldn't move away. The goblin looked momentarily put out, then grinned and handed Princess Isabel the envelope, before jumping away to land on the snowman's head and nibble on its bacon hair. Princess Isabel opened the envelope and pulled out the letter inside, which was covered in very regal-looking purple writing. It read, Dear Princess Isabel, 
we are at our wits end with Flummox, this very naughty goblin. He is playing tricks on us all the time and it is getting very annoying and none of us can stop him. We are hoping you might be able to knock some sense into him. You are our last hope. Yours sincerely, the Goblin Queen. Princess Isabel looked up to see that Flummox the Goblin was now starting to lift up the porridge pot. I love the snowman, she said firmly. It's amazing, but after all that work... Surely you want some sweet, delicious porridge. You must be getting very hungry. Flummox the goblin wavered, having a good look at the porridge. Princess Isabel could tell he wanted some, but then he gave a wicked grin and poured it all out, all over the table, then spoke in a slightly squeaky voice. I know they've sent me to you to sort me out, Princess Isabel, but it won't be that easy. Princess Isabel looked at the sticky, gloopy, porridgey table and sighed. Perhaps he was right. She quickly grabbed a plate of muffins that the porridge hadn't got to and some bananas from the other side of the table, gave one of each to King Daddy and Queen Mummy, then looked straight at the goblin. I don't believe you are very naughty at all. I bet you've not done anything that bad. I'm going to find my friends in the stables. Don't you dare follow me. And then she turned round and walked out of the door and down the stairs very determinedly. After only a few moments, she heard footsteps pattering after her. I am naughty, the goblin said indignantly. Just now I persuaded a wizard to turn our whole hall into a beach. And the other day, I put the Goblin Queen's crown on a dragon, then scared it away. And once I swapped all the food in the kitchen for socks. And one day, the goblin stopped and looked at Princess Isabel, who was giggling hard. He looked confused. See, I am very naughty, he said. Princess Isabel grinned at him. Did the Queen of the Goblins get her crown back? she asked, her eyes glinting. Eventually, Flummox said, looking more and more confused. Well, that's a relief, Princess Isabel said. Come on, let's go and tell Ulred the Unicorn and Harriet the Hare all about your brilliant tricks. Princess Isabel turned and headed down to the stables, pretty sure that Flummox would follow her. And soon she heard footsteps that proved that he was. She ate her muffin and banana. Her brain was working quickly. She definitely had to get Flummox away from the castle before he caused any more trouble here. But how was she going to stop him from playing tricks all the time? He seemed completely unstoppable. Princess Isabel heard crashing behind her and glanced back. Flummox had casually knocked over five coat racks in a row as he walked past and was now wearing five hats. Princess Isabel quickened her step. She really had to get him out of there. He followed her into the stables, where Harriet the Hare and Ulred the Unicorn looked at him in surprise. He looked up at Ulred the Unicorn's horn, and his eyes widened with delight. Then he disappeared. 
Moments later, he reappeared, jumped onto Ulred's back, and before anyone could do anything, was pushing a pumpkin and then some apples onto the horn. Princess Isabel couldn't help but grin as Ulred began to shake his head around to try and get them off. Flummox, take them off, she said. We're going to go for an adventure and we need to ride on Ulred the Unicorn's back. He can't run with fruit and veg on his horn. Flummox, who was hopping from foot to foot on Ulred the Unicorn's back, sighed then jumped up up onto the top of his head and started removing the fruits, throwing them out of the window into the courtyard. Let's go, he said, thumping down to sit on Ulred's back and pulling his mane enthusiastically. Ulred the unicorn stomped, then threw the front of his body up into the air, sending Flummox the goblin flying up into the rafters of the stables, where he landed on a wooden beam, looking shocked then delighted. Again, he shouted, but Princess Isabel was calming Ulred the Unicorn. Flummox, stop pestering Ulred the Unicorn or he won't carry you on his back. Do you want to come on this adventure? Flummox looked sulky for a minute, then bounded down from the ceiling, landing with a thump in a pile of hay. Princess Isabel prepared Ulred's saddle as quickly as she could and soon they were all mounted and riding out into the world. It was a bright, cold day and there were pockets of snow lingering under the shadows of the trees. Princess Isabel thought about how much effort the goblin must have gone to to make a whole snowman in the breakfast room. What adventure are we going on then? Flummox said, bouncing up and down as he rode. I don't know yet, Princess Isabel said. We'll just ride out until we find one. We always do. Do you want to choose which direction we go in? Oh, Flummox said, clearly thinking this through. OK. And from then on, whenever they came to a crossroad, Flummox chose which way to go. A couple of times he sent them in a circle or tried to make Ulred the unicorn canter straight into a wall. But the others all ignored this, and soon he got bored, or realised that the longer he did it, the longer it would take before they had an adventure. Princess Isabel told him a couple of stories about the adventures she had had, and though he pretended not to be, she could tell that Flummox was listening closely. Afterwards, he told her stories too, of some more of the tricks that he had played. Like the time he had covered the floor of an underground passage in cooking oil so that all the goblins slipped and slid and fell over. Or the time he had put whoopee cushions on every chair for an important goblin meeting. Or the time he had put a bird's nest in a hidden part of the ceiling of the Great Hall and baby birds had hatched and been flying around for ages before anyone caught them. Princess Isabel was amazed amused and appalled. This goblin was brimming with mischief and ideas. How was she ever meant to stop him? We haven't found an adventure yet, Flummox suddenly said in a bit of a moan. You promised me an adventure. I'm sure we'll find one soon, Princess Isabel said, looking around her. She was pretty sure that Flummox wouldn't last much longer without causing mischief, 
They really needed an adventure to distract him. She smelled the air, and as she did, she smelled the sea, and then heard a gull call above them. Ulred, let's go to the beach. The unicorn whinnied in agreement. It didn't take long to get there. It was a pebbly beach, covered with stones as far as the eye could see, and Princess Isabel jumped down. Or she tried to jump down, but found that she was very securely tied to the saddle. Flummox giggled, then leapt down onto the stones and began a strange dance towards the sea. Princess Isabel gritted her teeth, then untied the knots that Flummox had secretly tied as they rode. She climbed down and went to the sea, hoping to paddle. But on the way, she stopped short. There, away to the left and towards the sea, was something huge and grey. It could almost have been a stone, but something about it made Princess Isabel think it wasn't. She changed direction and walked warily towards it. Maybe this was the adventure they had been looking for. Flummox looked back and changed direction, coming to walk next to her, and they approached together. As they got closer, it became obvious that it was a giant seal. As they got even closer, it became clear that this was a very, very sad seal. Big tears rolled down its face from its big black eyes. Princess Isabel was about to call for Harriet, when the hare hopped out from behind a stone, gave her a wink, and then started to speak in a sonorous barking that could only be seal language. A seal shuffled, looked at the assembled company, and then barked back to Harriet. He sounded as sad as he looked. Harriet the hare turned to Princess Isabel and to Flummox. This is the king of the seals. He is very sad because he has lost his crown and he can't find it anywhere. Oh dear, Princess Isabel said, but Flummox started jumping up and down. This is the adventure, he said, still jumping. Isn't it? Go on, Harriet, tell him we'll find the crown. Harriet the hare looked at Princess Isabel, who nodded, and the hare turned to the seal and spoke again. When she turned back, she said, it's a stone circle, shaped like a crown. It's made of white rock with seams of grey. He's pretty sure it should be around here, somewhere. I suppose we'd better have a look, Princess Isabel said. She glanced at the seal. Though he would be a powerful swimmer in the sea, on the land he must move slowly. Maybe he had just missed it. So they started to look around. Princess Isabel kept spotting the right colour and thinking she had found it, but realising that it was just a stone. They searched and searched, but Princess Isabel was just beginning to think it wasn't going to work when Flummox bounced in front of her. This is stupid, he said, certainly. It could be anywhere on the beach, even buried beneath the stones or, or even underwater. This could take for ever. Princess Isabel straightened up from where she had been looking at the stones and a small smile began on her face. You're right, Flummox. What do you think we should do? She watched 
as the goblin frowned and screwed up his eyes to think. Let's use Harriet, he said finally. There must be an animal around here somewhere who has seen it. Let's ask the crabs and the sandworms. Let's ask the bugs and the birds. Great idea, Princess Isabel said, and they went over to Harriet. The hare's eyes widened when she heard the plan. That's definitely a challenge, she said. Let's go. Over the next half an hour, Harriet was the star of the show. She'd call out in the language of a new animal, find one and then speak to it. It would go away and the search was on. Princess Isabel marvelled at her friend while Flummox kept thinking of new species for her to talk to. She wobbled to a jellyfish, called to seagulls, made slimy sounds to worms and hardly seemed to make any sounds at all to the beach flies. And then the animals started to return. The gulls hadn't seen anything, nor the fish or the mice. One crab said he was sure the king was wearing the crown when he came out of the sea, but hadn't seen it since. Finally, Princess Isabel saw Harriet the Hare looking down very closely at a stone. When Princess Isabel bent down, she saw that her friend was speaking to an ant. And then, to Princess Isabel's surprise, Harriet giggled and looked up at Princess Isabel. He's sitting on it. Flummox bounced over. What did you say? The king of the seals is sitting on his crown. No wonder we couldn't find it. Let's go and tell him, Flummox said and bounced off ahead of the others. But when they got to the seal, he was fast asleep with a mournful expression on his face. Flummox jumped in close to him, shouting and bouncing, but nothing would wake him up. Flummox turned to Princess Isabel, looking disheartened. But then there was a new glint in his eye that she had come to recognise. Flummox was having an idea. We're going to need some very, very strong seaweed, was all that he said, and then turned around to Harriet, who had soon recruited some fish who swam back with some seaweed. Princess Isabel watched interestedly as Flummox sat down on the stones and carefully plaited the seaweed into a rope. He then called her over and explained what he would like her to do. Princess Isabel considered for a moment. It wasn't exactly what she would do in this situation, but she couldn't see much harm in it. And so they attached the long seaweed rope to Ulred the Unicorn's horn and then wrapped the other, other end of it around the King of the Seals. He still didn't wake. And then Flummox told Ulred to pull. Unicorns are very, very strong. But still Ulred was straining to make any difference at all. The King of the Seals slept on. But his body began very slightly to move. At first it raised an inch, then it was two inches and then five and suddenly the whole body was rolling onto the beach. Before Princess Isabel could stop him, Flummox had run forwards and grabbed a stone circlet, the crown from under the seal. 
That was when it all went wrong. The seaweed broke. It was quite amazing it had held for so long, but the king of the seals lurched violently back onto the stones. Flummox scrambled out of the way just in time. The king of the seals called out with a huge moan. Harriet the hare stepped forward and spoke quickly to the enormous seal. Flummox stepped forwards too, brandishing the crown. The seal's face changed and then suddenly he was clapping his flippers together in joy. Flummox carefully placed the crown on his head and then the seal abruptly turned, went down the beach and splashed into the sea. Princess Isabel was about to turn to go when suddenly there was a huge disturbance in the water and seals began to jump and swim in front of them. She, Harriet, Ulred and Flummox watched and laughed with joy. It was an amazing seal dance. Finally, it finished and it was time to go home. All the way, Flummox wouldn't stop talking about how clever he was to have an adventure and find the crown and make everything work. Interesting, isn't it? Princess Isabel said thoughtfully as they came to the castle. What? Flummox said. Well, today you used your brilliant ideas not to trick someone, but to help them. Interesting. After that, for the first time all day, Flummox was quiet for a few moments. When Ulred the Unicorn was happily settled in the stable and Harriet the Hare was munching some well-deserved hay, Princess Isabel took Flummox the Goblin back to the castle where King Daddy and Queen Mummy were waiting. Flummox the Goblin told them the whole story of what had happened all over again and especially all about his fantastic ideas. King Daddy and Queen Mummy looked very impressed. Right, Flummox the Goblin said, standing upright with his hands on his hips. Now I'm going to see if the Queen of the Goblins has got any problems for me to solve or any adventures for me to have. Thanks for taking me with you, Princess Isabel. I don't think I'll need you next time. And with that... He was gone. Princess Isabel's parents smiled at her. It looks like you've managed your quest too, Princess Isabel, said Queen Mummy. You've shown Flummox how to solve problems instead of make them. Yes, Princess Isabel allowed herself to grin. He's a funny one. It's a bit tiring letting someone else do it, but I think he'll do good things now. She went to step forward but found that Flummox had tied her laces together and she fell on the floor instead. King Daddy helped her up and she grunted. At least he'll do good things most of the time. And that, she thought, was a pretty good result. And so she went to have some celebratory crumpets with Queen Mummy and King Daddy before reading a book and going to bed. The End Thanks for listening. Are you ever a bit cheeky, like Flummox the Goblin? If you could only speak to one type of animal, which would it be? Don't forget to hit subscribe and to join our mailing list for all the latest from the Story Forest. (laughs) 